0: Welcome to Zero Knowledge, a podcast where we explore the latest in blockchain technology and the decentralized web. The show is hosted by me, Anna,
1: and me, Frederick.
2: This week, Anna heads to Montreal for the ZCon Zero Conference and finds out what the people thought of the events, the tech, and the Zcash community.
0: This past week, I was in Montreal for the first Zcash conference. It was called Zcon Zero, and it was three days of talks and workshops. They covered the history of Zcash, ZK-SNARKs, they looked at projects implementing zero-knowledge proofs, and the last day was dedicated to governance. There were about 300 people on site, and this was all held at the Fairmount Queen Elizabeth in downtown Montreal. I had a chance to ask the participants about their experiences, get some thoughts on the event, the talks, Montreal, and what was getting them excited at the event. Now, a few of these folks were pretty tired by the time I got to them, but they were really nice enough to sit down with me and talk for a few minutes. I will be adding all the links to their contacts in the show notes in case you guys want to follow up with them. Before I kick off, I want to thank Decrypt Capital for sponsoring this episode and the Zcash Foundation for their generosity with the ticket and for helping us coordinate some of the speakers. I will be talking a little bit more about them at the end of this episode. So now, the Zcon Zero interviews. Um, maybe we can just start by doing a quick intro. Who are you guys and what are you working on?
3: Sure, I'm Peter Van Valkenburgh and I'm a board member of the Zcash Foundation.
4: And I'm Anthony Hodge and I'm the Director of Operations for the Zcash Foundation. Can you tell me a little bit about this event? How did it come together? So uh, in September when I came on board, I was told that we're gonna put on an event somewhere on Earth and somewhere in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately called Paige. I said, Paige, help me. Um, And and we did. We came up with um, the time of year. We were very conscious of other conferences. And then we decided on Canada because it would allow more people to be able to attend. And we planned it based off of um, scaling Bitcoin. Um, that's why Montreal was chosen, actually, and also the way that we formatted it with a small audience, no sponsorships and all that, was to, was intentional um, to so that people can have really intimate conversations about the technology and what they're trying to build.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about the group? Like, who are you guys? What is the, what is the organization putting this on?
3: So the Zcash Foundation is distinct from the Zcash company, or the Electric Coin Company, that helped develop the beginning of the protocol and still does protocol development. The foundation is a newer organization that's dedicated to be a public charity and a nonprofit here in the U.S. That is focused explicitly on encouraging the development of privacy protecting infrastructure and maintaining that infrastructure and building it. There are public spaces on the internet. Um, the protocols are the public spaces, and that's that predates cryptocurrencies. That's HTTP, HTML, and you know email protocols and all the other protocols that are open, and yet. With respect to payments, everything until cryptocurrency has been closed off. It's been things like credit cards and banks and SWIFT and ACH and things like that. And now we have cryptocurrencies that are finally building public payments infrastructure for the web. And so it makes sense that there'd be organizations that are dedicated to nothing but ensuring that there's public funding that will defend and create the infrastructure that will enable the public at large as a a common good to use private payments. And so... With the emergence of the, of the company building the Zcash protocol, um, we felt it was important that there be a, 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 a publicly accountable, transparent nonprofit dedicated to supporting open development of that new infrastructure.
0: Where are you guys based? Where's the foundation?
4: We're remote. So Josh Cincinnati, our executive director, really is excited to build a remote team. And we've set up a lot of benefits to ensure that. So everyone has good internet and good cell phone plans. And so that's our goal. So the team is all over the place. It's Correct. Correct. Josh is in Virginia. I'm currently in San Francisco. And Sonia is in Oakland. Oh, wow. It's really? And that's the team that put this together. And that's the team, yeah. Um,
0: what, I mean, you guys were very much on the organizing side so I don't know if you got a chance to like get into the content and stuff but were there any ideas or conversations that were a bit inspiring to you?
4: So I, I uh, stepped into the mining workshop for a couple of minutes and their conversation was so so technical and complicated but it seemed I was really interested by the mining workshop, I guess. And then your panel, too, and the governance. I think that the governance issues will continue to emerge, and it's very fascinating.
3: Yeah, so day three today was all about governance. And what was really great about this conference, to my mind, was also the participation of people from other cryptocurrencies. Um, we've had this kind of like running mantra, no coin is an island and it's cool to see the different approaches to governance especially because that's one thing that's extremely amorphous sort of vaguely specified It's, it's a lot of emergent practices that I think actually usually reflect the personalities of some of the key people who originally started the protocol. It was great that we also had like Hudson from the Ethereum Foundation here to like really like brass tacks go over what they're doing with the Ethereum Foundation and how things are shifting lately and be transparent about that and then i led a panel on governance where we had zuko vitalik jill carlson who had worked with tezos for a time and is 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 working with multiple cryptocurrencies as a consultant now and jameson lopp who's of course like as zuko has 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 named him the philosopher laureate of bitcoin so we got these different approaches or viewpoints from from those four different cryptocurrency projects wow. and people who have been really important to figuring out how you can push the ball forward on developing those technologies, even though you're working with uh, like a crowd, you're not working with a, 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 a clear centralized entity where you can give orders. You know?
0: This is a side question. Did you guys record any of this? Is this going to be shared?
4: So it was all live streamed except for the workshops and the dinner. Um, and they're now available on YouTube.
0: Oh, very cool. So people can actually check out some of these talks that you just mentioned. Yeah, so our
4: executive director couldn't join us. Um, He's expecting a child, maybe right now. And he watched the entire thing. He had it on his TV screen, and his poor, very pregnant wife had to watch it with him.
0: So. That's amazing. I've really enjoyed seeing him sort of beamed in.
3: Yeah, he's he's been present in the conference as a big floating head, like the big head in um, the the Big Brother-themed Apple uh, ad from about 1985. Yeah, and he said that's a lifelong dream of his. So,
0: so there's a bunch of things that aligned here. Yes. Babies... Overwinter Upgrade event in Montreal. The (laughs)
4: Zcash company also released their roadmap as well for the next two years. Yeah, all at once. The governance, we did our governance elections. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, there's a lot going on. But this
0: wasn't all necessarily planned.
4: No, it was a good emergence of events. (laughs) (laughs) Purely spontaneous. Fantastic.
0: Decentralized. (laughs) (laughs) To misuse that word further.
5: Spontaneous chaos,
0: right? Um, One of the points that Zuko brought up Early on, it was about this tension between decentralization and um, usability. Do you feel like that was a little bit the focus of this conference, or were there, was there a theme that you guys were focused on?
3: I think part of the theme was that usability has been neglected in not just Zcash. I think in all cryptocurrencies, at the you know, in order to foster decentralization, and I, I do think that's the right order of operations. And now Zcash has reached some level of maturity, so starting to shift some of the development efforts and talent in that other direction, not at the cost of centralization, but, you know, it's the right focus because privacy protecting cryptocurrencies are i think important to a well functioning future economy both for free speech purposes so that people aren't afraid to you know be creative and be different because they realize that they can have some level of privacy even while being creative and different the chilling effect that poor privacy has on speech also just because i think privacy is essential just for basic human dignity like we we have a right to be able to exist without people constantly analyzing our actions and the, the nervousness and the, the horridness that comes from that. And we have a right not to be used as a as a, a means to somebody else's end. And when we have very public lives, that data becomes mined and manipulated in order to make profits for other people. Um, and that's what we've seen with the emergence of all these centralized platforms. So privacy is critical. And I, I realize I just did a big diversion from your question, but the reason why I did it was because the technology comes first to actually deliver privacy. You need actually robust cryptography. You need auditing of that cryptography. You need systems that are arranged to make the cryptography do something useful, like private payments over a blockchain, things like that. But if nobody then uses it, you didn't get privacy. Sure. And, 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 the, and to be you know, fully transparent, the rate of people actually making shielded transactions on Zcash is very low. Almost all transactions on Zcash are transparent. And that's in part because of usability. However, there's some things that are happening, again, timing-wise, not the overwinter update, but the sapling update that should be coming around October, that should start to really improve usability. So nice. things like how, how computationally costly is it to make a proof in order to have a shielded transaction? Does it require a desktop computer that's maybe got like, a, a serious amount of RAM because you're a dork and you love to you know, play video games or do multi-party compute ceremonies in your free time? <laughs> That's cool, and it's cool that then there would be a, a, a <laughs> cryptocurrency that could enable you to have privacy using that technology, but that is not going to work for grandma, and that's not even going to work for your average like person, like, like frankly, like me. I, I like computers, but I'm not going to make most of my payments private if I have to go home to my desktop and... And, and, or carry around a box and a monitor and a keyboard or something yeah. like, like, like one of those people.
0: Well, I think this is something that's come up, and I think it's really great that the community is super recognizing that and that like this is something that was discussed many times through many sessions. Um, I have a question a little bit about the community. You're coming out of the Zcash community. Do you, um, do you want to speak a little just about the community from your perspectives?
4: Um, I think the Zcash community is... is um It's like extra nerdy, which is great because you see these incredibly smart people doing something even above and beyond what the Bitcoin community and the Ethereum community are doing. And they're really focused on the academic side and the scientific side as well, which I, I, I haven't really seen in the Bitcoin, but not, just because I'm not exposed.
0: Well, thank you guys for this interview. And thanks again for putting on this event. I definitely liked it a lot. And a lot of the people we interviewed um, reflected that as well. So I think people are really happy with this.
4: Well, thank you for interviewing us.
0: Cool. Yeah, thanks for having us. So why don't we start with a brief intro?
6: Yes, I'm Liz Steininger and I am the CEO Managing Director of Least Authority. We're a company based in Berlin, but with remote people all around the world, (laughs) which we're very proud of to be a decentralized company. But uh, we do security audits uh, within the cryptocurrency and uh, just general cryptographic space. And then also with um, we also do software development, uh, open source software development for a secure storage product. Um, Is this your first time in Montreal? This is my first time in Montreal. <laughs> what do you think about it so far? Um, I haven't seen much of Montreal, so I feel really bad about that. Um, that I can see a hill between buildings, <laughs> and I've heard that that's a university there, McGill. Yeah, McGill. And I've walked some. I've walked some blocks to a restaurant and a bar, and that was exciting. Nice. It looked. It looked like a nice city. Yeah. What has been the highlight so far?
0: Like, if there's one sort of takeaway so far, what would that be?
6: Um, I really liked the uh, the presentation about Bolt today. Um, to learn about um, something equivalent to Lightning Network, but for but for something like a Zcash network.
0: Um, generally, how do you feel? Like, you you've hung out in the Zcash community a fair bit, right? Like, what do you think of the Zcash community? What's it like for you?
6: Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Um, we're kind of uh, so so least authority being a sibling company of Zcash, as we say. <laughs> um, we spend time around the Zcash community, but we're not like core to the Zcash community. Um, but of of course, um, knowing the people that founded Zcash and um, the type of work that they do, the values that they hold, I can only imagine that the community is wonderful um in that they you know genuine care about privacy and trying to really um make something that changes the world in a good way and uh so yeah so uh, the experience i have had with the zcash community is is really is really has been good and fulfilling between privacy
0: decentralization and sort of impact and adoption what do you think is the most important thing that zcash should focus on right now
6: That is a very tough question, Um, and I know that 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 topic has been around some of the discussion those last couple days because of the fact that there's transparent addresses in Zcash, not all of them are shielded, Um, that helps with adoption in some ways, but it also doesn't help with adoption in other ways in terms of, like, people... Ad- it helps them to adopt Zcash in general, but not adopt the privacy features of Zcash. Which is
0: what makes it distinct.
6: Exactly. And so I can absolutely understand both sides of that debate. Um, I try to think about it in the larger context of things, and because there are different paths, but it always depends on the, con- the reality that you're actually existing in as to what path might be right. And then, of course, I mean, nobody... Hindsight is twenty twenty. we can always look back and be like, oh, we should have done it that way, but really, you don't know. It's all a big experiment. And I think that um, in terms of which is the most important or should be a priority, I, I think that I have to tend to agree that on their priorities of things that they're doing with overwinter and sapling by making the privacy better and more, I guess, usable in a sense, because they're, they're addressing the performance of the privacy features of Zcash, um, so that then that can help with adoption in the future of the privacy features, the shielded addresses, making those work better. So I think that that, that is a wonderful priority now, because otherwise you could be guilty of, like, snake oil claims, you know, that... The, to say something's your goal and then not excel at it is never so good. <laughs> so if you say privacy is our goal, but you're not be. excelling, yes, yes, you need to excel at that. Yeah. You need to be good at it. And these and the team is is working really hard and is really good at those at, at, at working at fixing those problems, overcoming the challenge. What are your last thoughts about this event? I, you know, me personally, I, not speaking officially in any capacity, but me personally, I think I really value choice for people. And I think choice is amazing. But at the same time, um, you also need to be aware of the choices that you're presenting to people. Because if you present a bad choice, somebody will take it at some point in time. So, um, yeah, and this is where technology is definitely not neutral. Where we are picking, we are influencing people by these selections. Uh, I think in terms of the future, um, making, making the use of the shielded addresses easier... In every way possible has to be the future cool. if we want to see further adoption, and so that goes from not just the performance but also down to the like the usability that will help with the adoption a lot. Nice. do
0: you want to just introduce yourself and tell sure. me a little bit about what you 're working on?
1: Okay, uh, so my name is Io Um I, I am a um, president of a security consulting firm in Maryland uh, called Yellak Tech Security uh, and our focus recently has been on uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchains helping them uh, find vulnerabilities uh, before they launch uh, and in particular i've also been uh, focused on doing uh, cryptographic engineering. And uh, one project that I've been recently working on is called Bolt, which is uh, blind, off-chain, lightweight transactions. Uh, It's a layer two approach uh, for uh, micropayments uh, and particularly uh, payment channels. And so this is something that that I'm really, really passionate about. I think it's going to help uh, Zcash uh, in terms of scalability uh, and adding privacy. Uh, And so... That, that's what i've been up to
0: i have a question about that actually so are you doing it like it sounds a little bit like lightning yes. network but mm-hmm. is it only for zcash volt is it volt or bolt bolt bolt
1: yeah so uh currently it's designed uh for zcash but you know the way the protocol is is, is also designed it can be adjusted for other cryptocurrencies provided they uh, achieve certain um requirements in the sense that to open a channel, it needs to come from anonymous sources in order to maintain the privacy of, of the channel when you go off chain uh, and transact um, in that way. So from that perspective, Zcash is the, is the best candidate, but you know, we can always adjust the requirements uh, to support other cryptocurrencies.
0: Okay. Let's talk about Zcon Zero, this yes. event. Um, what do you think of the event so far?
1: So far, it's been great. This is actually my first uh, cryptocurrency conference. I'm more used to academic conference where you're presenting papers and you know <laughs> ongoing work. Um, and so, you know, coming to uh, ZCon Zero, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Uh, but the support and the encouragement of the community, and especially the Zcash community, has been refreshing. Nice. And you know, it's been very inclusive and welcoming. Uh, f- you know, oh, for people with competing ideas, and um, and also um, that that have maybe different interests than than most people that that are here at Zcash. Um, But it's been very inclusive, and and that's been a very awesome thing to see.
0: What would you say was, like, the highlight talk or topic Mm -hmm. that you've kind of seen at this event so far?
1: Uh, I think the highlight has been a couple of talks. Um, So yesterday, I mean, there was a lot of focus on, you know, what the company's doing, how they're building out, you know, the company in terms of their goals and and vision um and i thought that transparency was refreshing you know again not not a lot of cryptocurrencies reveal that information but all that a lot of that stuff happens anyways um also you know getting a better insight into the history of of the currency and and the bugs that they found um things like the usability um issues and and some of the empirical analysis that was talked about yesterday um with with transparent addresses um those were were things that that uh, I took away to, to kind of show that like being transparent with the cryptocurrency will actually yield you know better results than trying to you know be hide and hiding information and keeping people out
0: in your talk today you talked about like this you had this triangle and it was like decentralization mm-hmm. and privacy and I don't remember and the security and security right so tell me a little bit about that triangle mm-hmm. and and maybe those issues
1: so um in, in that with, for that slide uh, I was going for you know what we would want in, a, in an ideal digital currency uh, and those three uh, endpoints are the most important so decentralization means that we don't want to necessarily rely on banks um, to mediate access uh, to mediate you know transactions um, security in the sense that we want to protect our funds you know so that you want to be sure that anytime I pull up my uh, my address you know that my, my funds will always be there uh, and synchronize with the blockchain uh, and you know the privacy and that we don't want people to be able to link our, our spending habits. Right. And, and so be able to transact in a way where you're not worried that something that you, you bought could end up, you know, uh, prevent you from getting a job or, you know, impact your social life in one way or one form or fashion.
0: Do you have any just sort of like last thoughts about the event or Mm -hmm. ideas that you're thinking about after Mm. being here?
1: Um, I just want to uh, dig in further and find out ways I can contribute back to the Zcash community Um, because I I think I've received a lot just being uh, part of it and and following them for the last uh, couple years. Um, So I'm just trying to find and identify ways that I can bring my skills to the table to to move the community forward. Uh, And I'm really excited about that.
0: Thanks so much for this interview.
1: Thank you for having me.
7: So I'm Rachel Rose O'Leary, uh, I'm a technical writer for Coindesk um, where I cover uh, mostly Ethereum but then also uh, different kinds of privacy enforcing technologies. Um, tell
0: me what do you think of the event so far?
7: Um, yeah, I think it's it's been amazing, I'm super happy to be here. Um, it strikes me as a very kind of formative moment for Zcash. And there's some questions uh, being asked and a lot of critical questions, which I think are really timely and uh, really exciting.
0: Um, so it's amazing to see it like play out in real time. So one of the things that has been talked about is the tension between having a private system, a decentralized system, and yet having high adoption of those systems. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that?
7: Um, yeah, so I think... This is a this is an interesting and difficult question and I definitely don't have the answer to it. Um but th- so Zcash is definitely like uh moving towards a point where like usability is becoming like more of a focus. I think they um did very well in kind of like um pinning down uh the, the, the kind of the, the very unusable like privacy set first. Um because I think usability should come last. <laughs> um in terms of decentralization this is another really important kind of tension point Um, particularly because there's sort of like a double meaning when we say private blockchain Um, so on the one hand like we have um, a blockchain which is you know like enforces like privacy um, uh, systems and the same way that Zcash does Um, and then we also have this notion of like a permission blockchain Um, and it's like to what degree does like Privatizing information require permissioning, and like, how do you achieve that in a decentralized way? Arguably, Zcash, uh, like some people would argue that Zcash shouldn't do that. You know, the, the trusted setup is a is a is a you know a point a point of centralization. Um, so yeah, it's a really difficult problem. Um, the obviously the new power of towers ceremony is like done a lot for trying to make that process as. Um, decentralizable as possible Mm. Um, so I think that's a huge step in the right direction Um, and so I I guess for all of these for all of these things just like coalesce and like start to kind of support each other in a way that's uh, more effective than like at the moment they're still kind of polarized and um, almost like contradicting each other Mm. Um, but I think as the
0: ecosystem continues to develop there'll be ways that they can uh, mutually enforce each other and I think that'll be really cool do you think in this, at this event, is there one, has there been like sort of one highlight or finding? Yeah, I'm really excited for Zcash to deprecate uh, T addresses.
7: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's going to be a really important step. And uh, once that happens, um, for me, th- yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a really definitive moment um, and it's going to raise a lot of questions, because at the moment it's like, okay, so privacy is a work in progress. We have a few different projects working on this. Uh, Obviously, Monero is doing a great job at it as well. Um, But the the main problem with Zcash, and it's a big problem, is the fact of optional privacy, which isn't properly communicated to its users. um, And the fact that that optional privacy also damages the privacy of those who are relying on it for anonymous transactions the second that's solved like zcash can really flourish i think
0: as a as a private cryptocurrency so i'm really excited to see that happen you just mentioned a t account maybe yeah. just to define that oh, for our t, listeners.
7: yeah so uh i i also learned yesterday that zcash has four types of transactions yeah. but uh i understood it or i you can summarize it as two so there's t addresses and z addresses t addresses are transparent Z addresses are shielded um, and the vast, vast majority of uh, Zcash transactions are transparent.
0: Exactly, which which is sort of like most blockchain transactions yeah, yeah. are. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Transparent. Yeah. The big Zcash, um, you the the big unique thing were the shielded accounts, and yet they're not being used as much. Did you follow at all the uh, overwinter release? Uh, I wrote about it twice. Yeah, so I followed a bit. Yeah. I know that one of the points that was raised and one of the points actually of this uh, conference is is that of governance and the way that decisions were made about what got into the upgrade and yeah. how the upgrade went down. Yeah. Have you been following that? Um, so
7: th- Overwinter was the first time that I watched because uh, I, I watch Ethereum and I had to make decisions all the time but this is the first time I like kind of watched uh, developers in Zcash over, coordinating over changes and they have an advantage because they're small and the entities which like govern those uh, decisions are well defined but and I think this is gonna change like pretty rapidly as as Zcash continues to grow um, but there isn't much um, public involvement. There isn't much user involvement in how those decisions are made. Um, I don't think there's there's a, there's enough room for user feedback. There's the there's a Zcash forum. Um, I mean that recently there's been a lot of kind of user um, or actually just minor uh, inflammation about the. Uh, the ASIC miners, um, but yeah. So I, I think, but I think those kind of clear divisions between like developer and user are probably going to collapse um, as it grows, like just like they have in Ethereum.
0: Do you think that there's other communities that can learn from the governance models here, or do you think that this model is going to have to evolve? Uh, I think it's going to have to evolve uh, for sure. But
7: I also think that it has. A strong advantage because these entities are already defined, um, but then I mean it did basically have to like spin up the foundation in order to alleviate some of that control that the company
0: has. Um, but it's making positive steps in that in that in that direction. Thanks, Rachel. Do you want to just uh, let us know who you are and what you're working on?
8: Sure. Um, my name is Awa, and currently I'm working um, some research at the Cosmos. And I'm also finishing up my work at Analysis um, as a data scientist over there. And at the same time, I'm helping out the Ethereum Community Fund to just analyze a bunch of uh, applicants on the technical side. Is this your first time in Montreal? No, this is actually my second time in Montreal. Um, my first time in Montreal was four years ago, roughly. That was actually tied to my first interaction with bitcoin oh
0: cool as well. did you discover bitcoin and blockchain here in montreal
8: um actually i did i did not get involved on the technical side but it is the first place well it is a place where i bought my first bitcoin actually nice so you're, yeah it's like homecoming for you it's a little <laughs> bit strange yeah yeah <laughs> cool
0: what do you feel uh it would be like the highlight finding or the highlight talk that you've seen so far at the How event.
8: Mm. Okay, so do I have to choose one?
0: You can choose more than one.
8: <laughs> I can choose more than one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so I thought it was really interesting that people are researching to recursive proofs. So, which is also tied to what Jack's workshop is a way of making uh, like clients faster, or or basically making the blockchain fit into smartphones by reducing the size and so on um, and the idea of recursive snarks and recursive proofs is, I think is really interesting it's also tied to the work that um, that uh, Coda presented today well or the, the, the company's name I think is called O1 Labs and uh, this whole idea we can fit the the entire blockchain or well, the entire blockchain can be summarized in the one proof. I think it's really, really interesting. It's uh, We should definitely be doing more research on that phase and it could potentially solve a lot of issues, privacy issues we have because all, the, all these many layers we are, in every layer you're actually trusting an intermediary. Mm. So if you could remove more layers it would be greater. Yeah.
0: Do you have any last thoughts about the event or anything that you feel like you're thinking about right now?
8: Mm. So I'm thinking that um, some, so this is just very, yeah, maybe a very personal uh, Personal advice is sometimes when you, when you know a very famous name out there that, you know, somebody published a paper that did a certain contribution in research, sometimes people feel a little bit that, oh, that person, I sh- shouldn't really talk to that person. But my experience with all the academics involved in this uh, in this community is that they were really, really approachable. Like there's no, you shouldn't really fear. All. The reason why you should come to this conference is basically you probably basically come here and interact with them. Because a lot of times you just share a lot of things what they're working on. And that data they would never put online. And um, generally they're really approachable. And I think people being approachable is something really important for any blockchain community and i feel like there's huge contrast and approachability of people in certain blockchain communities that um i think they should they should be tackled but in general if you come if you come to these events talk to people and to talk to them don't be worried about
0: well thanks a lot for this interview
8: yeah i can cheers
9: My name is Hudson Jameson. Uh, I work at the Ethereum Foundation in a security and DevOps role as well as a community management role handling the core developer calls and the Ethereum improvement proposals.
0: Let's talk a little bit about ZCon Zero. What do you think of
9: the event so far? I think it's great. I like that it's a small gathering. Um, I like that the size but the amount of like intellectual conversations and just creative cool people is really really high for how small it is.
0: What are you noticing right off the bat um, is maybe the difference of this this community, the Zcash community, and some other cryptocurrency communities you've interacted with?
9: I think that th- this community brings together a lot more mathy people. So uh, because Zcash is a cryptocurrency and not like a dApp platform or something else like that, something to do with like networking or VPN stuff or Tor, that it brings together a lot of people who are very, very, very into math and cryptography in a way that other cryptocurrencies don't necessarily have because it brings in more investors or other people like that.
0: What are the highlights or, like, ideas that have really kind of inspired you so far?
9: So learning about the history of Zcash was probably one of the coolest things for me because I didn't realize its origins uh, all the, dating all the way back to, like, the first digital money and a lot of these... Uh, you know, original people who come up, come through and uh, build these systems early, early on are now coming back to it and describing what they've done and their their history and progress and where we are today. And, and I thought that was really interesting. It gave me a, more of an appreciation for Zcash as a whole.
0: Were you familiar with like ZeroCoin and that story beforehand?
9: No, I wasn't. That's why it was so astounding to me to hear about it.
0: Yeah, and I I also, I, I'm a big fan of, like, history and history of technology specifically, and I thought that um, it was really cool to actually, like, see those steps towards Zcash and see, like, kind of that... Zcash now makes a lot more sense, why they decided to build it in the way they did and why zero-knowledge proofs are so key to it. Yes. What's your involvement
9: specifically in Zcash? So... I consider myself kind of a friendly Ethereum ambassador. So um, Ethereum does have uh, ZK-SNARK integration, and we've worked uh, closely with uh, Zcash Electric Coin Company or Zero Coin Electric Coin Company to uh, help us you know, figure out ZK-SNARKs in ways that we hadn't thought of before. So there is this kind of kindred spirit, like friendship between Ethereum and Zcash that I'm just here to kind of help promote and you know just visit friends.
0: So, if you are actually, so you're involved in this
9: space, or you've been following at least, where do you see Zcash going? I think Zcash is going to the moon. No, that's not my only answer. <laughs> uh, I think Zcash is going to um, grow in popularity, especially and once the usability goes up, um, there's going to be a lot more people and countries that you know need privacy and censorship resistance and their finances be able to use this. I don't think that the first use case i think that people are going to go crazy about the first use cases being drugs or illegal things but really the the value of this is with the people who need to get around oppressive governments and get around uh financial situations that they don't have control over they're being oppressed in some way shape or form
0: thanks so much for
5: the interview
9: thank you
0: do you want to quickly introduce yourself
5: Yes, sure. So, hello. My name is Anna Kaplan and I'm a student at the IBM Research Lab in Zurich doing my master thesis on audit logs for transactions and Hyperledger fabric. So, I'm a cryptographer.
0: Is this um, the first time that you've been at a crypt- like a cryptocurrency conference or have you been doing the circuit?
5: Um, no, so this is quite interesting because I've been to cryptography conferences before, and, but not to a cryptocurrency conference, and um, I really love the mixture here. That's kind of that's nice because part of it I do know, like the crypto part, like the cryptography part, but part of it um, is completely new to me, and all the like, cryptocurrency talks, is like, they're nice and interesting. Like. Nice.
0: Are there any highlight topics or talks that you've seen so far that you're excited about?
5: I was at the zk proof follow up, so um,
0: which I think is a very
5: important thing. So there's an uh, the, the initiative zk proof, which wanna like but it's also uh, good for like they 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 wanna for the like zero knowledge proofs to make them like consistent for everybody and like ah. to, to give them to everybody and make standards for zero knowledge proofs. And they had an event in Boston. Um, before and now, there was a follow-up for newcomers, kinda. So it was very open, but still, um, it was really organized. And we talked about how can we like make people trust into zero knowledge proofs, and how can we like achieve like this, this community? Like how can we achieve the openness to zero knowledge proofs? Um, how can we introduce them to like um, everybody, kinda? Which I think is super important.
0: Hmm. Was it a bit about like education of zk proofs, or? um
5: yes as well it was also about like how to break how to make the bridge of like people who actually want to use them um to like people who are too afraid or who don't trust the technology because they don't have enough um knowledge yet so it was about like finding good metaphors for example oh, Or wow. like thinking of institutions which can help us um build a uh, build the trust um it was also about implementations, because we don't only have users in the end, but we yeah. have also developers who, have to, who we want to use, like who we want your um, knowledge proofs to use. So they um, have also to think about implementations. So we were talking about Lipsnark and, and Snarky and, and Bellman. And uh, so we had a lot of fun right now. And it was great people who were actually, like, who were actually in the space from a lot of uh, universities. And
0: it's also industry who talked about that. Does that make you excited as a student? So you're studying mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, what's it like <laughs> to actually be interfacing with the people building a lot of the stuff?
5: Oh, actually, it's, it's great. Because for me, like, I see it, like, now, like, mostly from an academic perspective. And I kind of learned that, like, in lectures or, or, like, in my own research. And now I see people actually using that. And I love to interact with them and, like, see how, like, how, what they use exactly. Because, like, when I just read papers and, like, review papers, I... I normally like see okay, this has like maybe a great impact, but I like I don't see in the end what people will actually use. So uh, it's nice to see that like in person to talk to people in person who I normally only follow on Twitter and only know like from Twitter what they actually like use in the nice. developing scheme. So that's really cool.
0: That's really exciting. That's one of the just benefits I think of these conferences yeah, is exactly. to meet these people in real life.
5: Exactly, and also like to build something up. Uh, and now, like I can actually talk to the developers I, I admire and say, "Hey, we met, and we can like build something uh, nice. amazing together."
10: Okay, my name is uh, Benedict Bunz. I'm a, I just finished the second year of my PhD at Stanford, uh, where I work with Dan Bonet, and, and in general, I work on like applied cryptography. You know, m- mostly that ha- like it has mostly some relation to cryptocurrencies, but sort of a wide variety of topics in that area. Is this your first time in Montreal? Uh, This is my first time, no, uh, yes, my first time in Montreal, yeah. And I I learned recently that we're at the hotel where John Lennon uh, did the bed-in with (laughs) Yoko Ono. Exactly. But I did not get to be in a suite, I think. they. I wonder (laughs) if
0: anyone had that. (laughs) What do you think about the Zcash community in general?
10: Um, I think it's a really cool and, and interesting community right like that has a close tie into academia you know I guess being a project that came out of academia um, I know a lot of the sort of the scientists uh, personally and and, uh, I think that you know it's a it's a cool and interesting mission to bring privacy to the cryptocurrency world and doing that with with amazing sort of technology and, and really sort of pushing on the technological edge while serving sort of a real need. And I think that's uh, a really cool thing.
0: Can you talk a little bit about your talk and your project? Yeah,
10: so, uh, I guess I presented here um, a, a, a new sort of zero-knowledge proof called Bulletproofs, um, which is um, a zero-knowledge proof that doesn't have a trusted setup. So... There's sort of these snarks which are currently used in in Zcash and they have this trusted setup and there's sort of this this toxic waste that is created and it makes things sort of uh, a lot less flexible and and, and more complicated and you need to do like a complicated ceremony and, um, you know, the the community is really interested in getting rid of that and Bulletproofs is... uh, does exactly that; it gets rid of the toxic waste, so um, it could be potential replacement for snarks. There are though some clear trade offs, so it's less efficient than snarks. So really, talking to um, sort of to Zuku and to other participants here about like how they value the trade offs and and what is sort of you know how much is it worth getting rid of the uh, trusted setup versus sort of you know I guess sort of a s- slowdown and in, uh, inefficiency. And um, yeah, so that was kind of what this was about for me.
0: That's super interesting. So I've asked a few of the other interviewees this as well, but um, there seems to be a little bit of a trade-off between decentralization, adoption, and privacy pot- potentially. And it looks like you're speaking on that as well. Like your your proposal is potentially less usable, but possibly more secure. Like Where does it fall on that spectrum?
10: Yeah, I guess it would be sort of a, a... I mean, I'm I'm also not, you know, concretely... This is a general tool which will have many applications. I'm in no way saying zero should, uh, Zcash should absolutely use this. It's just sort of a tool that in the toolbox that is out there. And, you know, you can then... You have to, at the very least, I think you should investigate whether... Uh, what exactly the trade-offs are and whether you should use it. I think that, uh, yeah, it makes things probably slightly uh, less usable... And, um, also there's, uh, so there's some sort of, you know, technical problems with, with, uh, making transaction verification harder. But, um, on the other hand, it adds, you know, it could also add usability because you don't have the, the, the trusted setup anymore, which means that, you know, if you want to do a network upgrade, it becomes much easier, right? Like you don't need to do sort of a new ceremony and, um... If you want to sort of add private scripts or slightly change the transaction times, all uh, types, all of these things now suddenly become possible. Mm. So I wouldn't really say it's it's you know the the, the trade-off whether it's a, it's like clearly a trade-off between more decentralization versus less usability. Um, but it's sort of you know it affects all of these things, but it's not even quite clear in which way. So uh we have to really spend I guess more effort into uh, experimenting and figuring out in which ways uh what the real traders will be.
0: Was there any other talk that resonated with you?
10: Yeah, I mean I think that uh so there was the so two talks that I really liked were uh the talk on on bolt which are anonymous payment channels. I think that is a really really cool paper and and I'm I'm happy to see it get implemented. I think that we'll have Sort of implications are that will be cool not only for Zcash but other cryptocurrencies. Um, and you know, I think the other the uh, the the f- talk by Isaac Metzler on on from Over One Labs on sort of constant size blockchains.
0: Do you have any sort of last thoughts on the event, on ideas that you've gathered?
10: Yeah, I think that you know, coolest things that Zcash has done uh, besides the actual product is sort of the popularization of zero knowledge and the popularization of, of uh, this technology which you know has been around for a really long time like not in its current form but Zero Knowledge Proofs were, were invented I guess in, in the late 80s in the mid 80s, 80s 85 yeah. yeah it was the um, Mikali Goldwasser paper and you know like now everybody it seems like you know so <laughs> many people know about it and, and that is so cool right like you know it's, it's like people that uh, like there's it's just amazing how many people know about this cutting-edge technology and how excited they are about it and and i'm also very much excited about it i think it's it's sort of amazing you know cryptography in general can do amazing things and so you know that's one of the coolest things sort of besides the product that zcash has done is is popularizing that and making these things uh, available to the public and, and bringing public trust to them, bringing public trust into the, these technologies, which I think is very valuable uh, sort of for the society almost as a whole.
0: Well, thank you so much for this interview. Cool.
10: Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers.
0: Do you guys just want to introduce yourselves?
11: Sure. Uh, I'm Dean Tribble. I'm CEO of
12: Agoric. Uh, I'm Mark Miller. I'm chief scientist of Agoric. What is Agoric. Agoric is a new startup company um, that is taking insights into smart contracting that we've been working on for a long time, uh, literally um, uh, for 30 years, um, uh, well prior to the invention of blockchains, um, and applying those insights into building a better smart contracting fabric on top of the existing set of blockchains, such that it forms a distributed secure computing fabric across the blockchains where each chain is a node in a distributed system enabling a contract running on one chain to talk to a contract running on another chain as easily as it talks to a contract running on its own chain. The key thing is that we've seen hundreds of millions of dollars disappear overnight through simple bugs in small smart contracts written by experts. So. The, our main focus is to make the writing of smart contracts much less hazard prone and that's not just an issue of programming language design or formal proofs it's an issue of having a fundamentally better underlying security architecture in which you're expressing the, the uh, manipulation of rights that the contracts are doing
0: so i have some questions a little bit about the event um, at this event have there been any talks or ideas that have been floated that were really exciting for you guys.
12: Yes. <laughs> Give me some examples. Oh my god, this has been a this has been a mind blowing event. I knew about zk snarks as a technology before I came here, but I just I was thinking of it in this very very narrow specific way in terms of the uses of it that I knew people were making. So I knew how Zcash was using zk snarks to do um, anonymous transactions. Seeing all the other things people are doing with ZK Snarks especially Coda um, uh, but it's really ZK Snarks I'm starting to realize is this fundamentally important new deep enabler that will enable us to rethink pretty much everything um, and, and it's, it's starting to grow in my head in, very, in a way that very much reminds me of when I first learned about pu- public keys and I started to sort of Reconceive in my head about you know what is possible over networks. Wow. Um, uh, the this this world of big blockchains that have to replicate computation in order to know that the computation is valid. What we saw with Coda and with we saw with earlier uh, work by Iran uh, uh is that um, you can simply have arbitrarily deep computation produce a constant time proof of validity and therefore with the proof of validity being then offered to the rest of the world the computation is is can be visibly seen as valid with even if it was it was not replicated and running on corrupted hardware if the proof passes it doesn't matter that it had that it was produced by corrupted
11: hardware
0: cool what about yourself?
11: I was impressed with how broad the community was. Right, you know, with with with, with you know Ethereum folk here figuring yeah. out how to get zero knowledge stuff into there, with alternative uses of the very same technology to be able to do possibly competing, possibly aligned blockchains. Um, just just that whole spectrum was it was made this not just a you know zcash specific thing but it was how do we look at all of this stuff and and how do we use all of it to be able to to get privacy in these various different areas of 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 our of our life or work so what
0: is your takeaway what's i mean are you very familiar with the zcash community already have you been hanging out
11: with these people or is this kind of a new thing so i've been hanging out with a small number of these people that i've known for a very long time time I, I you know Brian Warner now works for a gorak, but we've known him for years um, and so forth and so I've been seeing some stuff from the inside some stuff from the outside but seeing a whole community is very different and it's not you know and, and that I was totally unfamiliar with and not really prepared
0: what do you think of the community
11: oh it's awesome I mean that's what I say <laughs> just having um, uh, people who were you know core inner ethereum devs and now they're really excited about you know about some zero knowledge stuff or uh, i asked you know mark uh, markham mentioned coda i asked iran about coda and he was like yes finally someone is doing that we've been thinking about that for years and it's about time you know and i nice. just yeah, and and so there's this there's this level of you know really wanting everyone else to succeed and, and sharing technology in order to be able to do so that's just really impressive
0: do you guys have any last thoughts about the event that you want to share, some ideas or something you're taking away from this?
11: Yeah.
12: Um, uh, observation a colleague of ours, Bill Tullemaid, I think is very much worth repeating, which is, of all the technological revolutions we've lived through, and you know, several of us have lived through many at this point, uh, this one has become more interdisciplinary and more global faster earlier in the revolution than any of the other revolutions that we've seen. Uh, And this conference is a great example of it. It's not that everybody here is just a deep expert in cryptography. They're a deep expert in cryptography, an original thinker about governance and economics. Um, I found an amazing depth of knowledge of programming language by people who don't consider it to be their specialty, but programming language is sort of my native field, but a depth of knowledge by many people here Um, that is like the depth of knowledge you expect by a specialist in the area, um, even though they consider themselves cryptographers. It's this very, very interdisciplinary conference. uh, And, of course, the phenomena that the conference is about is completely international in a way that previous technology technology revolutions
11: were not at this early stage. I echo that. I also got a lot of real direct value, partly because people are so helpful and interested. And so um, I could come and say, here's our technical plans or here's our open challenges or questions. And the amount of not just, you know, comments or thoughts, but real useful technical insight. And hey, I've got, you know, that guy over there has a library and he could answer your question. And that library turns out to be relevant and useful. It's just amazing.
13: You want to just introduce yourself real quick so i'm Strad. i'm one of the zcash company engineers i've uh, been there since oh, february 2016 at this point um well at that point uh yeah building a cryptocurrency and learning how cryptocurrencies work and learning a bunch of cool cryptography and mostly backporting bitcoin prs <laughs> nice um
0: how have you liked zcon Zero?
13: Oh, it has been so great um it's these, it's these kinds of events that are just like all the great people, all the fun people in the space that I want to be able to talk to are all in the same building as me, and I can just walk up to them and say hi, like or you know, sit at dinner with Matthew Green for an hour, and ah, oh, it's so great. Uh, jumps in seat. <laughs> yeah, and just being able to you know sit around for an afternoon hacking on Rust stuff with people. Get into discussions about um, proving circuit optimizations and wallet usability and privacy metrics and and benchmarking and oh all this all this fun stuff and the thing that I've really liked about this is actually getting to see how much other stuff is going on in the space. So obviously inside the Zcash company, I'm you know, I and the other engineers are sort of very focused on a couple of core pillars. Well, the core pillar being Sapling. And the there's a lot of other things that we have ideas about and thoughts about that we just haven't had time to think further on and even do anything on. And so seeing things like Coda and seeing um, the you know, LibBolt you know, people working on these ideas in the space that we all know needs to happen. And oh, yeah. it's like it's happening now. And then other, other engineering teams starting to use um, SNARKs and ZKPs and starting to build on the libraries that you know we've we've developed, and you know starting to build up a knowledge base there, being able to contribute, um, yeah, just I'm I'm really excited at the at the burgeoning space and the and the thoughts of what's to come. So, um, oh, the
0: overwinter upgrade happened right around this event. Were you? I'm imagining you were very involved in this.
13: I was sitting up in a room with most of the rest of the company, sitting around a laptop. In fact, the the last um, like. 20 minutes beforehand, we're all just like watching blocks, and for some reason the block interval was up around 10 minutes or something. That last bit, just the way it happened to go, you know. As as Ian in Myers commented, is like yeah, the for all the things the blockchains give you, essentially you and you know give you, you basically are able to get a bunch of people to be on Tinder hooks for a Poisson distribution. <laughs> It's just like we're literally sitting there. I was trying to get a transaction into the into the first block and so like when that four nine eight came in and I'm just sitting there for ten minutes hovering over the enter button waiting for it to go. So of course because of course I if I made a transaction just before it, then it wouldn't become it would be invalid. So it was literally I had to just like get just right and I missed the first block anyway because then of course it went from a ten minute block and it was like literally one minute later was the next one and I my computer Sapling be sorry, sprout being as slow as it is, it hadn't finished computing. So. Oh, no, <laughs> but it was fun, and you know, obviously, we were you know mostly there to make sure, you know, in case something went wrong, that we could respond to that, and you know, um, and then you know, obviously, we you know, handled things on the in the lead up to it, you know, making sure that the the network and things were in as safe a mode as we could be. But then, of course, you know, everything goes fine and it's all right and some said that's testament to the work that you know, my other fellow engineers and I put into you know, making this as safe as we could, given the, the limitations of the of the system as it was. Um, and I think it's it's a good sign for for future um, network upgrades, uh, in particular that we now have you know, a bunch of new features that will make those future ones safer. So we probably don't have to panic quite as much or or like at least the the heart levels might be a little a little lower next time <laughs> we'll see so you would say it was a success though oh yeah it worked well oh yeah well you know there's there's obviously then you start finding things in the commun- in the wider ecosystem like oh this particular wallet doesn't support overwinter yet and they now can't make transactions but you know stuff like that's going to shake out because of course you know you you can't you can you can give so much of a lead time but then in, when, you know when we 're attempting to do these kinds of mm. like you know full you know height based network upgrades you 're going to have um, elements that are harder to keep going and part of that is going to it 's going to get better in future, I think actually as we move to shielded stuff because there 's a lot of the ecosystem that assumes that bitcoin de- code based derived currencies can literally just you just use a Bitcoin library and you're fine, and that doesn't hold for Zcash. And mm-hmm. the transparent aspects—it's uh, already a bit of a stretch because you know, most of those Bitcoin libraries now have SegWit and have all the new .dot thirteen .dot fourteen features, which we still have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, of course, on the shielded side, we're completely different, and yeah. then we're going to you know making transaction format changes and things to better suit our network. So, to some extent, it'll be, I think, easier when we have um, when, when we can get the ecosystem to migrate to shielded transactions because then they'll be using libraries that we've written. Yeah. There
0: was a standardization then. Exactly.
13: So the, the, uh, you know, obviously we, you know, I expect some of it, a fair bit of of it will come out of the company and then hopefully when the foundation's building up their engineering team, they'll be able to contribute as well and eventually we'll have like hopefully a couple of core libraries that then when a network upgrade is coming they can be the focus for doing things and adding support and then the wider community can just upgrade to a new version and we can reduce the reduce the load required i mean there'll there'll obviously certain features there'll be certain things that they need to do themselves regardless Mm -hmm. but we can try and make it as easy as we can
0: Tell me a little bit, let's go back to the event. Um, what topics, talks, like was there anything, what are your highlights of this event so far?
13: I enjoyed the the sort of like high, sort of, sort of high level talks, but things like um, that Matt Green and Ian Myers did, uh, sort of focusing on like the privacy aspects of, you know, sort of where we come from and then also where we need to think about going. I mean, a bunch of the other talks were interesting, but I think, my real highlight for this was the, the hallway con, the hallway track. So, you know, being able to just, you know, come out for the coffee breaks and go and chat with engineers from three or four different companies just around around the around the coffee filter, uh, coffee table, but um and about, you know, bulletproofs and uh know yeah, pairing optimizations and just know, yeah, and then, yeah, going and sitting down for breakfast with a um, couple of academics who are flown in to you know, come and listen to the space, nice. and yeah, to the yeah, the collaboration and mm. and collective uh, collective enjoyment of the of what Zcash has enabled to blossom. Hmm. Do
0: you? Um do you think that there's going to be some collaborations coming out of some of these interactions? You, are you aware of some?
13: Um, sitting over there are a bunch of collaborations. Nice. I am pointing to my left, <laughs> uh, for those of you at home. Uh, yeah, no, there's already a bunch of interesting things coming out. I, I can think of three, four things that I, that I know I'm going to be um, involved in nice. after this, some of which I've already started while I've been here in, in the breaks. And that's the thing, like, most of this, like, because it's all open source, you know, people can just, like, pull the code and try and collaborate. Do
0: you have any last thoughts on the event, ideas, any takeaways?
13: Zero Knowledge proofs are awesome, and I'm really looking forward to the conference next year and seeing what things have
14: been built in the meantime.
0: Thank you so much for this interview. No problem.
14: Hey, here's Nicola Greco, and I am a researcher at Protocol Labs, and I work on, mostly on Filecoin, but also other projects that we have, protocol labs, like IPFS and IPLD.
0: Is this your first time in Montreal?
14: This is my second time in Montreal, and for the second time I'm locked in a hotel and (laughs) I haven't left since I've been here.
0: So you haven't had a chance to see the city?
14: No, not at all. But you did
0: get a chance to experience this awesome
14: event. It was an incredible event. Uh, It has been, um, I think, the best cryptocurrency event that I've been at. I think the quality of uh, the participants from science to engineering is really, really high over here. You can see that at dinner tables and you can have breath in conversations that go from really a deep scientific conversation about cryptographic primitives to on that side of the spectrum, which is um, a bit optimizations in the snark circuits for Zcash. I think this is incredible.
0: What talk or idea uh, really resonated with you? Is there any topics that were brought up that you're really excited about?
14: Well, I'm really excited about the optimizations that Sapling is bringing to Zcash. And I was really excited about the talk that Isaac from CODA gave. I think it was a fresh way of presenting these really complex problems in a very simple way. And the idea of Coda is is basically uh, compressing uh, blockchains so that you only have the latest block and the uh, proof that all the blocks, previous blocks were compressed correctly.
0: And there's been nothing like that. Coda's been brought up a couple times. There's nothing like that right now. This is the first of its kind?
14: Mm, the, the theory behind that is this idea of recursive composition of snarks or... In, in incrementally verifiable computation, and more broadly, and and this idea has been used before. And the idea that SNARKs is used for compressing proofs, it it has been out there for a long time. It's just that you you could you could have done you could do this for other currencies. The issue is that um, there are so many optimizations for SNARKs that one should uh, need to do. Would be, Someone would need to do so many optimizations that it would be not worth it unless you're actually starting a whole new blockchain project
0: Was there any other talk or idea that was really exciting to you?
14: The talk about Zocrates, I think is a really exciting was a really exciting one because it 's um, giving the ability for everyone to write snarks uh, it's a it 's a really powerful goal. And it, this is the goal that encryption had long time ago, which is giving everyone the ability to encrypt data in their applications, of uh, just using encryption or signatures. It was a, a long, long, uh, a goal long time ago. I think the new goal for the crypto community is enable developers to use more complex cryptographic tools, such as proving correctness or computation. Actually, the greatest presentation that gave the most impact was the presentation of the UX PM ad, um, Zcash company that showed how difficult it is to spend Zcash today. And I think that's the biggest challenge is how do we simplify that. I think this is a challenge of the entire space.
0: Um, do you have any last thoughts, ideas, or anything that you want to share?
14: The event gave enough space for people to hang out. I wish there would have been more, but I guess this is what Friday will be for. And um, I think some, some groups um, in this conference got <laughs> together, and not knowing each other, and they worked on things that I'm sure they will keep on working later on. Just to give an example, um, at Falcon we're building circuits for our for our proofs and we were talking with the Zikesh when Sean they implemented Bellman the library for the Zikesh circuits and while discussing we realized that there is an optimization which could be done to make generating the proofs faster and it would be really exciting if that improvement will be implemented. A a group of eight people got together a few hours ago to try to implement this optimization. And if their optimization brings, say, 70% speed in the Zcash proving, which means being able to generate shielded transactions more efficiently, then this is the greatest outcome that Zcash had at this conference. And I'm sure there were many conversations like this.
0: I love it. That's a great example. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you. Maybe we start with just a quick intro. Who are you?
2: Uh, My name is Zuko, and I'm the CEO of the Zcash company.
0: How did this event come together?
2: This event came together because about, oh, I don't know, months ago, somebody from the Zcash Foundation said they were going to hold a conference, and then they did this. (laughs) So in other words, I have no idea. I had nothing to do with it. Um, Uh, But it's really great. I get uh, unearned gratitude because hordes of people have been coming up to me and exultantly saying this was the best conference ever and they're so grateful to me. And I always have to say, oh, that's really great and I'm glad, but you should be telling the people who made this conference.
0: (laughs) So did you get a chance to actually see a lot of the talks?
2: Yeah, quite a few.
0: What was the highlight talk or were there some ideas that really came up during this that inspired you?
2: Um, There were lots of different good ones. There were three different tracks and they were all good. Nick Carter's survey of governance as a topic and the way governance is done by various projects was really interesting. I respect his like level of study and insight into that stuff. He seems very realistic and, you know, not ideological. So many people you have to sort of try to discount or reinterpret what they say because they have some ideology they're trying to promote. And uh, Nick seems more less ideological, so that's trust-inducing. And I really liked a lot of the technical talks. It's exciting that bulletproofs are so close to being practical because... Bulletproofs are what I'm now calling um, ceremony-free cryptography, right? Useful. Um, Although if we succeed at inventing ceremony-free cryptography, then we'll probably just keep having ceremonies twice a year anyway. For kicks? (laughs) Because we can, because of (laughs) wizard's hats and fire. Nice. (laughs) Tradition. Coda was inspiring. It's a bunch of stuff that I've been thinking about before. The Coda talk was about using recursive snarks to replace whole parts of the blockchain. Um and that's that was nothing new technically, but it was inspiring to see uh both how enthusiastic and specific the speaker was about it and how everyone else in the audience was really inspired and enthused by it. That's that's neat.
0: Are you satisfied with this event?
2: Yes, totally, because the most important thing was to get social bonding among different actors so that they can be uh, greater than the sum of their parts and they can um, thereby exercise power. So the big um, factor in Zcash's future is the degree to which we have effective decentralized power. And uh, there were a bunch of people here who were independent of me and of the company and very smart and individually powerful in different ways. Uh, But they weren't communicating with each other. They didn't really know each other or they didn't having not like gotten drunk with each other and sung yet in a bar, then they didn't therefore trust each other well enough to collaborate efficiently. But now after this, I think they will gel into a greater community. So that's, exactly what i was hoping for
0: um one of the things i asked other interviewees was about the zcash community and sort of how it was compared to other communities out there
2: oh yeah what did they say
0: you well they were it, it's definitely unique so the feedback i got a lot was that it's a bit nerdier yeah more academic mm. more genuine but also very welcoming and very warm
2: sounds right do you see What's the just it's pretty Go nerdy,
0: on. actually. That nerdy kept coming up as a factor. Um,
2: <laughs> Nerds are cool. Nerds are
0: cool. <laughs> um, but what um, what would you say? Like you've, I mean, you've obviously been part of the Zcash community since the beginning of it. How is it evolving? How is it changing?
2: Mm, this is certainly, you know, this is the first time there's ever been a whole bunch of Zcashers from around the world meeting in the same place. Oh wow! This is the first ever event. Yeah. I think there's probably a whole bunch of people who uh now after this they they've got they've gotten social approval that they're part of the community. Like they already loved Zcash mm-hmm. and they already thought about it a lot and tried to contribute to it in different ways, but now that they showed up and they were welcomed and accepted, now they they'll self-identify as being Zcashers.
0: I can't believe this is the first time that they've actually come together. Have you not had meetups and stuff like that before? Mm,
2: Yeah, there have been like local meetups in different cities, but this is the first time that people from multiple continents and cities all came together. And there's a lot of people here.
0: Do you have any sort of last thoughts, last takeaways um, about this event, about maybe some of the ideas, about some of the people?
2: Uh, no, I have no thoughts left. I've already used all my thoughts. All right. Thanks a lot, Zico, for the interview. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so that wraps up ZCon Zero. I personally had a blast. Not only did I get a chance to meet up with old friends, I got to make a bunch of new ones in a space that I find absolutely fascinating, and I got to sing some karaoke, which makes any event that much better. So thank you guys for putting that together. It was a ton of fun, and I learned a lot. We do hope to have some of these people back on the podcast for full interviews at some point, um, There's some really cool projects that we got a chance to touch on in these interviews, but they definitely deserve deeper deep dives. Once again, thanks to the Zcash foundation and to decrypt capital for sponsoring us. Decrypt Capital is a leading investment firm focused on blockchain infrastructure, privacy preserving tech, and early-stage ventures. They're investing in, mentoring, and accelerating teams that are developing novel solutions to address core issues of scalability and privacy in decentralized applications. Thank you again to all of the interviewees for taking the time, and to our listeners, thanks for listening.